0: Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell fines from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code Rebag10. That's rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour! Yeah. ankle boy ain't nothing to play with started off local but thanks to all the haters i know g4 pilots on a first name basis in your city faded off the brown nino she insists she got more class we know swimming in the money come and find me nemo if i was at the club you know i ball chemo drop the mixtape that shit sounded like a thought a countrywide tour be the outcome Labels want my name beside an like Malcolm Everybody got a deal, I did it without one Yeah, nigga, I'm about my business Killing all these rappers, you would swear I had a headless Everyone who doubted me is asking for forgiveness If you ain't been a part of it, at least you got the witness Folks, I'm just I'm goofy. I'm in a goofy mood. That was a mess. That was just me dicking around. The, the transitions on that thing didn't even make sense. But, but I had fun. I just wasted an hour of my life. I'm so dead tired. You got well. By the, uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. It's Friday. Yeah. Hi. Well, are we are we? Even, is there anybody new listening? Do we have new people coming into this? Because I, I like that it's just us. Like, this is kind of just a controlled environment. If there is new people, welcome. This is a weird show. We always start with a mashup. We're going to do a, a Real Housewives of Orange County. Finally, we got rid of the effing show after this week's part two uh, reunion. So we're going to cover that. We're going to cover some news stories. And then we're going to get out of here. I Your boy is just tired. Tired, tired, tired. So if you are new to the show... Uh, I, I'm so sorry that I'm yelling at you like I know you, but in a way we kind of know each other, right? So welcome. Uh, we're here. This is Friday. Just let's just cut loose. Uh, it is nine 56. This is early for me, but I want to get this done and I want to get to bed. I've been up since six 30 this morning. I had to film an audition and it went okay, but it's it just been, ah, did you just hear that? That was a sip of wine. Uh, it, it was just a, it was just a, a long day. You know those days. But we're here. We're at the weekend. What are you guys going to do with your weekend? That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Please, uh, whether you're going to have a a nice meal this weekend, a drink, you're going to hang out with friends. What do we always say? All these things you're going to do. Please... Give me old Ryan Bailey a thought at some point this weekend and go, you know what, Ryan would be really proud of me right now. Even if it's just you just sleeping the entire weekend or ignoring your kids, anything like that, just say Ryan would be really proud of me right now. And always feel free to share your weekends with me. That's how I met. Uh, that's how I, uh, I I was introduced to one of my favorite new bands, Sex Brews. Uh, Kai Filipini, uh, she's a listener and uh, a Patreon member, and I remember she wrote in after the weekend and said, "I saw this band named Sex Brews, and they make pancakes on stage." And I was like, "I gotta check out this band, Sex Bruise." Um, <clears throat> I hope you guys had a week. I, mean, I it's just been a week. It really it's like uh, my parents left uh, earlier this week, and I am still recovering. Like what kind of sadness is that when you get to an age where you're recovering from your parents you know what it is it's that my parents have my niece and nephew through my sister so you know they have a nice retired life in Arizona but they come out here they're looking to party man like if I go to bed early I'm letting them down you know what I'm saying you're disappointing them like they want to rage against the machine when they're out here and I just I'm like yo I want to give up against the machine like I'm I'm fully in a give up and it's just weird it's like my parents used to be disappointed if I didn't do good in school now they're disappointed if I don't stay up until 2am like what kind of madness is this <laughs> Um. oh my god somebody wrote that my laugh would be a good laugh for the joker I should play the joker and I was like Jesus I was like that's kind of a compliment kind of scary I don't know you know I'm going to take it as a compliment this weekend I'm, I've got a, a nice little weekend coming up if I can get through it I am going to see one of uh, I, I fell in love with this lady over the pandemic. Her name is Fran Leibovitz, and she is an author, a very popular author that came up in the '70s in New York. And I watched uh, her documentaries. She had a good series on Netflix. Had a documentary. I think it was called Public Drinking on HBO. And then uh, my friend got me her book, which was a really uh, you know just her essays, and and she's just one of the funniest. Uh, humorous out there. She reminds me of a female Larry David, and I don't want to. I don't. I don't like to gender things. Like she's just really a fucking funny person, and I'm going to see her speak on Saturday, and I'm just over the moon about it but it's one of those things i get really nervous to be around people i truly admire and i think i don't even know this is probably just sitting in an audience i'm not gonna have to be up on stage with her but i already am preemptively nervous do you ever do that like if you go to a comedy show you're like please god don't do crowd work because you know they're gonna look into the audience and be like hey what do you do sir you know and then you're just like fuck you know because i feel like i have a face that you can make fun of you know like you know or you just i literally like hey what's why do you look so grumpy tonight you know and then they're off to the races uh i have that and then on sunday me and my boy we're gonna go see haim at the hollywood bowl that's pretty nice huh haim a nice i guess we're in may almost right so this is we're entering the summer i'm not my summer body is not ready but we are entering it regardless so you know this seems like a really nice i dare to say pre-pandemic weekend like I don't know when the last like when you when you have two things in a row big events like that, I'm already pre-exhausted, and these are exciting things. So I feel very blessed, um, even though my body feels very not blessed right now. So I'm excited about that. Can't wait to tell you about that on Monday when we come back. If you like uh, more content, I can't believe how you have time for it, but if you do, go on over there to the Patreon. Hey, baddies. I just put out a two-hour podcast today with Maritza Lopez. Uh, it's really casual. When we uh, pod, we just kind of do a thing called shooting the shit, where we just talk to friends and whatever comes up, And then the last, we did that for like an hour and 15 minutes. And then the last 45 minutes, we recap an episode of uh, Real Housewives of Miami. And which, by the way, you can find all of those. I think on the Patreon has to have over 200 podcasts on there now that have never seen the light of day on uh apple or spotify or anything like that so that's all there that you have access to that at any point for a couple bucks a month also i am told to ask and you know just my pride is telling me to ask give me a five-star review on apple podcast or spotify if you can find it in your heart have a couple an, an extra minute in the day just to hit five you don't have to even write anything just hit the five stars if you don't like me dude i get it but just don't leave any message then <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I wish, ah, I just wish there was a call in show. Uh, there is nothing better than being able to talk to somebody when you do this, when you have to do it by yourself it is exhausting. Like I can't, and I know you're like, Oh, pussy, he's, he's talking to a mic, but it just gets exhausting being this, this, <laughs> being this hysterical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, it's like a lot. Like when you are in a conversation with somebody, that's why I truly believe the key to this, this world is having friends, even though I fight against it. Like I don't like to hang out with people, but you have to force yourself to do it. Cause it's always like the best times of your life. Um, which is kind of in a way we're hanging out. I just wish you guys would talk more. But when I get to talk to people, it just like takes the weight off. It takes the weight off my mind. Like I can just focus on whatever that person is saying or throw them an idea and they can throw it back. So I would, God, I, you know, that was the only good thing about that Sex and the City reboot was that Carrie had the world's first podcast where you could call in live And I was like, how are they even doing this? I was like, I, you could tell the Sex and the City reboot people really did not know what a podcast was. It was like fairly obvious. I'm like, I think you guys are thinking about a radio show. It's a little different. Uh, you'll, I, and by the way, I know they're doing the second season. Will Carrie still be a podcaster or will she have moved? Like, will she she have used the podcasting to get to the next rung in the entertainment? Uh, you know, the entertainment pyramid. Wow, we already we already went around the world, didn't we? Let's go through some news stories. We have something to celebrate right at the bat. James Corden is ending his show, the uh, what is it, the late, late show over on CBS. James Corden, you guys, I know some of you guys might not like, why why does he get hate? He just I've heard many things about this guy that he's kind of an ass in the sense of uh we hear the same things about Ellen DeGeneres. These two people, man. And by the way, both of these people have been on the Kardashian episodes these past two weeks coincidence who knows um but but he just is an ass and he's always popping up on la street singing carpool karaoke or dance like do you ever see that viral video that they did for that movie amazon's uh cinderella or Sleeping beauty or some bullshit and they did like this uh viral they were, they did this flash mob thing on like Beverly Boulevard. I live close to there where, you know, these poor people are just trying to get to their miserable jobs. And James Corden's like shoving his junk in their face dressed as a mouse. It's ridiculous. And that's just, you know, it's just not good. So he is ending the show. I guess the show has been on for nine years. It feels much longer than that. No, it, I, I was shocked that it, I was like, no way it's been on nine years. But he is leaving. He says, uh, you know, he, he always thought he'd do the show for five years and pass the torch to some, someone else, but he just kept cranking. When he pulls the plug, he'll have hosted for nine years. A uh, Very successful show. This carpool karaoke, everybody seemed to have loved it. I'm just not a fan because I just don't like people that are secret assholes. I know that sounds crazy. And you guys have known, you know, my Ellen DeGeneres story personally was that my first headshot photographer in Los Angeles This lady, Alexandra Hedison, this is when you got headshots in black and white. And I remember I showed up at her apartment complex off of uh, Wilshire, and fucking Ellen DeGeneres is like out her door. And I was like, I didn't put it together, they were dating yet. And then fucking Ellen like looks me up and down and scowls at me. Fucking Ellen DeGeneres scowls at me. Like I was like a young boy straight out of Arizona State University. And I'm just like, holy shit, it's Ellen DeGeneres, and she gives me a dirty look. It was very – it wasn't a great way to start a headshot session, even though it's better than my actual headshot session I did a week and a half ago. By the way, I told that full story on the Patreon because I couldn't put that story out on this podcast because it was it was a wild, wild day. Um so yeah, he is quitting. I'm very excited about that. I hope they get a female host. I think there is a there is such a nice little lane for a female late night talk show host. Now, I would love to see somebody in that slot that is a female because it's still no matter what it's still is a very male dominated late night industry with Fallon. Kimmel um you know all those guys Conan I mean I know he's out now um oh this is interesting Black China was denied the chance to redo her testimony we talked about this yesterday on the Kardashian recap and remember folks don't be scared of those Kardashian episodes you don't have to like them you don't have to watch the show I will paint a clear enough picture well you if you like them You'll get enough of that where you'll like, like, LOL. If you don't like them, you will love it. I swear to God, I, that is a, so bad, it's good promise. It will knock you off your coal mining ass. Um, so Black China, we talked about this yesterday, wanted to redo her testimony because she got thrown because they showed, um, they showed nude pictures of her in court, but, uh, the judge threw this out and closing arguments are, are going to be on tap after the break, which, uh which will be I believe on Monday and then the jury will begin deliberations which man this is that's a reality show wouldn't you pay good money to watch a jury deliberate black china and the kardashians i feel like i do that every week you know but also this this is great she was going to have to redo she wanted to redo 11 hours of testimony <laughs> Could This judge was like, I'm not fucking listening to any of that shit. Like, oh, I'm going to listen to all the different ways you beat Rob, and then you're still asking for a handout. No, thanks. Sorry. I don't love the Kardashians, but I definitely don't love what Black Chyna is doing. I think you can – oh, we can all agree, right? Oh, guys, I woke up – okay, two things. I woke up at 6.30, and I had went to bed around like 2.33, And so I was really out of it already and I had to put this thing on tape and I look at my phone and I know they always tell you, don't look at your phone. Don't look at your phone. That's like horrible to do. But I looked at my phone immediately and I got a couple texts and emails, but my mind blended those together. So the first thing I see is old Tom Sandoval. He texted me, which, you know, he doesn't text me a lot. So I was like, what the fuck? I got scared. And he was like, dude, finally listening to our podcast. And he was like, you you know, and he's like, man, I have ADHD, but I'm actually two hours in and this is awesome. I'm going to finish the last hour. And he was drinking a glass of whiskey by his fire in the backyard. And I was like, he was like, thank you. This is awesome. I don't know if he really thought it was awesome, but he it was nice enough where he texted me. And, you know, it's so weird. I get so nervous about that shit. Like, I never would have wanted him to listen to it. But it was so nice that he did, and he reached out. So I was very happy. I'm really proud of that interview, actually, just as a personal life experience. I don't know if it was good for the listener. Uh, the other thing I got was Amanda Bynes, you guys. uh, uh friend of the show, Marissa, sent me an email with this video f- from Instagram that has since been deleted. I made a, uh, a TikTok of it, <laughs> over the, me over there trying to figure out the old talk of tick, and uh, so I wake up to this video where Amanda Bynes is like, my fiancé, Paul, it was really, she goes, my, my fiancé, Paul, is looking at mother-son porn um he told me that he stopped taking his medications oh yeah i looked at his phone and he was looking at mom and son porn he vandalized his mom's home he broke all of her pictures and put salmon under her bed his behavior is alarming and i'm afraid of what he'll do and then she ended by saying she allegedly found found paul's stash of crack cocaine he's been using for the past six months she said he needs serious help i kicked him out of my house so this was on her Instagram story. She removed it. It is no longer there. She did a uh, an updated story later where she said, I went to Rite Aid and got a drug test. It turns out he is not on crack cocaine. And then they were spotted kissing in the parking lot. Now, this is all very alarming. Sure. And the, the main thing I'm worried about is the salmon under the bed because I've actually done that and it doesn't end well. Um, but this is just... Dude, she just got out of the conservatorship Um, I gotta say, I'm worried about those kids. I, I don't think I'm the only one, you know, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. And then Paul, the cops came and the, then Paul accused Amanda of taking his Adderall and that she was the one out of control. I don't know. I don't know. And it's one of those things where you get so exhausted of like, I'm not exhausted. Like that sounds petty but there is an exhaustion level of Amanda Bynes where I'm like, I don't know, Amanda, figure it out. Like, Do you ever get that way with celebrities where you hear about it so much and you're like, I have my own life to lead, I wanted you out of the conservatorship. I thought it was a good thing. And now it's like, come on, man, put it, pull it together. I think what happens though is Amanda, uh, and, and she's gone on, you know, she has mental health issues. She really does. She needs medicine. She needs to be helped and watched and, uh, you know, not trapped or anything like that or, you know, but there are things that she needs to deal with. And what really scared me about that whole message though, was the crack cocaine element of it, you know, because first off, if it's just totally not true at all, what a horrible thing to throw at your partner. What a horrible accusation to put out there in the press. But secondly, if it is true, usually, you know, you don't... I I I just... I, I've been around people that have used drugs. and And, you know, a lot of people do hide them. But in this situation, what my fear is, is that they were doing crack cocaine together. And they have been. I sometimes think with Amanda Bynes, she laughs at being able to use the press and kind of put out this skewed message and kind of gets out a kick, gets a kick out of using, not using us but uh, of fragmenting the truth or the reality of a situation um, I don't know if you guys, what you guys feel or if you've even thought about it as deeply as I have but it's something to keep an eye on, it, it's just just such a fascinating tragic story that I hope, uh, I hope ends you know, in a happy ending of some sort. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Fallout, not any Fallout, but I'm still thinking about that. Kanye West bringing the hard drive to Kim. Um, it's just still on my mind of, you know, you guys, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode or or, or watch the show, basically the premise was that Kanye took a coach airplane flight. He, he, he sat like all the rest of us peasants uh, on a Spirit Airlines flight or some shit, and he uh, he got the back row, and he flew from New York to L.A. to meet Ray J at the airport, and then get the laptop and personally bring it back in a coach seat to New York on the morning that Kim hosted Saturday Night Live. Like we see this, but there's just so many details that are missing. And in this day and age, why have we not heard from the guy that sat next to Kanye West and Coach? Why have we not heard from that guy? Like, come on, dude, or ma'am, step up. Like, please, I want to hear from you so bad it's good wants to hear from you I don't know what what's your price man maybe I can crowdfund this interview because this guy I would love to know what Kanye was doing that flight I want to know if he was talking to the guy or girl if he was rapping if he was sleeping like there's so many options and also why did we not get one photo of Ray J meeting up with Kanye at LAX Come on, there's not one photo of a shitty piece of luggage being handed over. That was the other creepy thing, too, if you noticed. It was a shitty piece of luggage. And I was almost, I was almost, I was like, God, do I need to go to a Goodwill store and get a shitty piece of luggage so I can try to do a funny video based on, like, throwing a laptop into a, you know, just the whole thing. The more I think about it, the more... The more questions I have, which is kind of like anything in regards to the Kardashians, right? Uh, let's see here. Should we just get right into OC? What other stories do I got? I feel like I have a lot of other stories, but I'm soups tired. I'm so tired that I just said soups. I'm soups tired. That's just that's just horrible, you guys. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, Luann this week. Uh, thank you. Countess Luann for being on. Uh, let's see. Parent update. We did that. Oh, this is sad guys. I talked to you yesterday about Jax Taylor and he is selling his used clothes, uh, under Jax's closet on Instagram And I did a a video about it, I talked about it on the podcast, and I might have, I don't think I did this personally, but you never know, he has closed up shop. The statement from Jax's Closet is, it is closed. Jax's Closet, they sold all they needed to sell. Uh, So rest in peace, Jax's Closet. Uh, if you go there now, I believe it says it was only a few things, but I sold everything I wanted to sell exclamation point. Thanks for shopping. Now this thing, Jax's closet was so riddled with spelling mistakes that everybody was almost positive that it was Jax doing this. And a lot of people have sent me screenshots before he locked comments because a lot of people were just calling Jax out. Um, so like a, an example of this, this is from Reddit, uh, he was selling Nike Jordans with can, uh, canvas with red swoosh, but Jordan is J O R D A N, and he put it in quotations and said J O R D O N S, and then somebody wrote, "Why is Jordan's, <laughs> why is Jordan's in quotations and spelled wrong? Are these authentic or knockoffs?" <laughs> Brittany had one too, I guess, but she shut hers down as and i guess she only had one post and it was liked by Jax's closet and it was a leopard stroppy satin leopard print cowl midi and i think stroppy is meant to be strappy uh (laughs) it's so good you guys um and Britney, I guess, didn't even include the size in the one that she put up for sale. You know these people. You know they share a brain between them. I'm joking. It's a joke. Calm down. They're doing much better than I am. I swear to God. Um, this was the other good thing that the, the other. I, I swear to God, Reddit. Like I was sent a bunch of Reddit screenshots, and this is from the Vanderpump Rules Reddit. I want to give proper credit. Posted by an Ashleen Stargarian. I don't know if that's your real name, Ashleen. It's beautiful. Um, And by the way, I try to not, I don't ever poke around on Reddit because it's my nightmare. You know, like you just like, I never, I I just don't want to ever be on Reddit like personally or just even talked about on Reddit. It's scary. It truly scares me. Um, So this uh, post says Jax's closet still not run by Jax. Uh, but now it seems like Jax forgot what account he was logged in as and just posted a tour of Cruz, that's his child, Cruz's room that he meant to post to his personal account. Uh, she says, this is truly the gift that keeps giving. And then she kept updating an update. Cruz's room tour was promptly deleted on Jax's closet account. Uh, a few minutes later. And then update two, Cruz's Cruise's room tour video that was initially posted to Jax's closet is now posted to his personal account. But Jax's closet is still not run by Jax, it says. Update three, the fake Britney's closet account appears to be deleted now. But, oh, I guess that was a fake account. <laughs> Strappy. But the minion <laughs> the closet accounts appears to be deleted now, but the minion Jax hired to run Jax's closet, not run by Jax in case you forgot, did us a favor and posted a screenshot of the fake Brit account in the Jax's closet feed. So the fake Britney account is forever immortalized for us. Hang 10 y'all. Oh my God. I didn't. I got to go to the Jacks closet Instagram. I follow it. Well, no, I don't follow it. I hope they didn't make it private. Oh, no, because I didn't want to follow it from this account. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah, Jax's Closet. Oh, yeah. Not selling anything at this time. Check back later. Have a nice day. If you previously bought something from me, it's shipped April twenty eighth, two 2022. Oh, God, we flew too close to the sun, you guys. That would have been so fun if we had kept that going. Wouldn't it be funny if the it went from clothes and just kept getting bigger he started selling his cars and then eventually he just sold his house on the shop. Jackson's closet. <laughs> he's so he's just so. <laughs> oh, I can't say that. No, nope. I'm not going to say that because that is mean, 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 I'm not that person. Uh, but I was also saying it would be funny if that. No, I'm not going to say it. Damn it. I'm just saying it would be funny if Jax sold extremely personal options or if you all of a sudden like this is that tape that Faith <laughs> this is the tape that Faith taped me having sex with her in front of that old lady hundred dollars or best offer. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. What a what a week. What a week. Uh Let's see. Oh, I wanted to tell you, Sutton, I don't know if I mentioned this on Wednesday. I actually had an interaction with Sutton's Sutton Shrack, I'll say, I'll say. Are you guys getting ready for Real Houses of Beverly Hills, May 11th? We're going to do recaps. It's going to get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Everybody is ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. But anyways, I pleaded. I usually don't plead, but I pleaded in an Instagram story. I said, Sutton, it's my birthday. Please come on the podcast. And then Sutton DM'd me. And she said, "Happy birthday!" I say, I say. She didn't say, "I say, I say," but, "Happy birthday!" Duh, duh, and she was really nice. And I said, "Hey, whoever—I don't know if this is Sutton or whoever runs this account—I just want you to know I'm a big fan of Sutton's. And you have full edit control if you come on the podcast." Da da da. And I was out to dinner with my parents, and I was like, "Sorry, I have to—I have to take this, you know, or I have to write this. Keep checking it." And Sutton goes, "It? Are you kidding? It is me! I say, I say, it's Sutton." And I was like, Oh, cool. I just know you're busy. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Hey, the podcast, come on, think about it. She, and then she wrote back some others stuff. I'll, I'll read it to you at some point, but she never answered the podcast question. And I'm like, damn it. And I was like, I hate this. And I didn't say this to her. I was like, Oh, I said, I ride hard for you Sutton. And I always have. And I said, I've seen the first episode and I support you. And she goes, I haven't even seen the first episode. I say, I say, don't tell me anything about it. And I was like, no, I, I don't plan on it. No. And so I don't know. There's like a seed planted there, but it's just, I think, you know, she's just real tentative. I think Lisa poisoned a lot of those ladies against me. Lisa and Erica poisoned those ladies against me. I get it. See, I get it. Um, I just think the sun. I could do an actually decent interview, you know and uh, and also just a reminder, when I do these interviews, I try to be as nice as possible. I don't like to be I don't like to be nasty to them. they took the time to come on and i I like to I genuinely am excited uh, but I'm never gonna not tell you guys the truth or how I feel about things, you know what I'm saying, even though it will potentially lose me jobs. <laughs> Uh, man, I am, you can just tell I am beat, I am exhausted, and that is so sad, but it's not. We had a great, we, we did four shows, uh, we, no, we did, we're good. I'm just, I'm talking to myself right now, you guys, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to have a mental breakdown or not, um, Real Housewives of Orange County, we got through an entire season, so remember, during the pandemic, I said, no matter what, you can say that you got through a pandemic, and that is a huge that's a monumental thing that not a lot of people can say that they did in their lifetime. And I kind of take the same uh I have the same mentality about Orange County. You guys got through another season of Real Housewives of Orange County. We did it together. We recapped every stinking episode, and some of them really did stink. Uh, it truly ended on a whimper rather than a bang. I think there was a lot of key elements that that are that are there, and there's a lot of key elements that are not. And what I do think And I don't want this, but I think Tamra lucked out. I think Tamra will be back uh, unless they go a completely different way, which I think they should go the way of New York and take a two-year hiatus and do Real Housewives of Orange County legacy potentially in the new. I just think that, you know, this is a money-making entity and usually they want to kind of just churn these things out. Uh, whether they're good or bad, sometimes is even besides the point. We're worried about that, that more than that sometimes. Remember, they're they're there to sell soap. They're there to sell commercial time. So, and by the way, this season was not horribly rated. And by the way, New Jersey was kicking ass. The New Jersey ratings kept going up this last month, and I just thought that is wild. Like I, you know, I like Jersey, but it was, I mean, really good ratings. So good for them. Uh, I'm really curious to see the Atlanta ratings. This Sunday reminder that it is on also you guys HBO the second part of the way down that uh, Gwen the, that religious lady that died in the plane plane crash HBO Max had the first part all the way back in like September or like it, it was a long time ago and then the the second part was supposed to come out in like January and now it finally just came out this week so that's out there if you guys know what I'm talking about. I finished the Abercrombie, 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 Abercrombie and Fitch. I finished that documentary uh, today that's on Netflix, which was okay. Uh, it was all right. I just never shopped at Abercrombie, so I never really – I didn't realize how homoerotic those catalogs were. Like, you know, Danny and all those guys will be like, yeah, I just waited for that Abercrombie catalog. I just never – I don't know. Like, what was wrong with it? I just never – because I know they showed nude girls too, and I didn't – why was – like, why didn't I – I wish Walmart had, like, put out a catalog like that or something. <laughs> Walmart was just beefy guys going like, hey, we got, we got $20 jeans. Um, but there's just too much good TV. And I had to watch Real Houses of Orange County, like, two and a half times this episode. So I'm just frustrated because I was like, I still haven't watched the first two episodes of 90 Day Fiance, the new season. Like, what is going on in the world? It's too much. I need less to go on in the world so I can just sit and watch TV. So the reunion starts, and it's they say just a glorious thing. They say, tonight, the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion concludes. And that's always just great. You know, I actually keep a list of every uh, television show I watch and movie I watch and book I read. I keep this list. And I I don't do single episodes anymore. Now I'll just write Real Housewives of Orange County season sixteen, full season, and I'll just put that in there. So one of the exciting things for me is that I get to write in my list. I get to have another number with another thing I watched. I'm like weird. Like I don't know if that's considered uh, what you know what that is considered. But I get, I get weirdly obsessive about things like like I like I like crossing things off. I like to-do lists in that sense. I like clicking things. I like, you know, I don't know if it's considered OCD or not, but there is just something I just really like putting it in the book. You know, is finishing something. You're like idiot. Everybody likes to finish something. Um, so uh, what I always don't get what they do with these reunions they show us scenes that we're about to see. So they show us like five scenes of like everything that we're about to see in this hour long. Like, I, I love the thought of you're, you're there and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch this show. It is the last, like who just stumbles upon the second part of the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion and goes, I've never seen this before. Maybe I'll give it a chance. I really would like to know what's going to, the next hour is going to be like. And they're like, Oh, thank God they put those six little clips. I will definitely stay tuned or, wow, I don't know anything that they're talking about. I'm just going to keep going. Like, you know, it's like I don't sometimes get that. Uh, Last week, was there any big revelations? I don't know. It was Bolton, you know, and I'm just going to say this off the bat. I see a lot of uh, discourse online, you know, like, oh, well, Noella did so good. She fought with all of those people. Fuck that. I don't I don't like Noella. I could take her or leave her. You know, if you want her there, great. Let's see if she can assimilate. I, 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 you know, everyone's like, oh, look how look how gangster that is. She fought with literally everybody but Shannon. And it's like, it's not really gangster, you guys. Part of it, it's like a game of Survivor where you learn to even use people. Like, you use people to, you know, you act even. Like, if you're evil, you act like you're friends with them so you can use them for things. Like, Noella just gets everybody to dislike her. It's not... It's not a superpower like we might like it because we like conflict, but realize it's not going to have legs. She's not going to be able to keep going unless she pivots and gets some friends. Nobody wants to shoot with her. They talked about in the reunion tonight. You know, there was a whole month where these girls weren't even returning her texts. They were just tired of her. And as entertaining as that might be for us, it doesn't give the producers uh, a lot to work with. So... I don't know. We'll see. But I do, you know, I think it is left open for all of these ladies to come back. I do think, and this is going to be another potentially harmful opinion. I think Gina needs to go. I do. I think it's time. I think she acted like a big idiot with the Shannon stuff this season. And it's not that. I just think it's run its course. I think Emily can do good without Gina. Like, I, I think Emily should stay. And I actually think that would be good. I think it would actually get Emily a little out of that Gina bubble. I think Emily's really raring to go. Emily calmed down a little bit in the second part of the reunion. In the first part, she was all over the place, remember? But I would love to see Emily without Gina there. But Gina, I think, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't add up for me anymore. Uh, I think she's a very nice person. She seems like a very nice person. It just doesn't seem like it's working. I don't know what you guys think, if that's totally... Off, off-putting to you, but who knows? Um, so, uh, I just, I just don't think she had a great season. Um, so, we start off where we ended last week, where Shannon is uh, yelling. Uh, Gina and Shannon are like at each other's throat, and Shannon's like, "There are multiple times I have gone above and beyond for you, Gina, and you have the audacity to say to you that I don't have any friends, and I don't have any friends." That is the most gross egotistical thing to say. Like, she's really getting the opposite of fun, Shannon. And Dr. Jenna's like, well, I mean, no, she... You know, Gina didn't mean it old cement leg. She's like, oh, no, Gina didn't mean it like that. And Gina goes... You know what's mean-spirited, how John talked about me. Your boyfriend, John Jansen, talked about me. How he spoke to me. And then we get a flashback of that scene where (laughs) Shannon's telling John Jansen about what Gina said. And John Jansen, you know, he's like just buttoned up rage. He's like, fuck Gina. Fuck her. Fuck. I'm John Jansen. I'm John Jansen, man. Fuck her. Fuck her. She's not your friend. Fuck her. We're moving on. Fuck her. And she's all just like militant, and it is really you're just like, damn, they do have hot sex, you know. He's like, let me see those tatas. I'm John Jansen, <laughs> Sh- Shannon. It's me, John Jansen. I want to play postage office because <laughs> she always does those postage commercials. I'm gonna be a mailman, and you need things delivered now. I'm John Jansen. Go to try firstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Try slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end versatile pieces. At prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. But so Gina's like, it's gross. And Shannon's like, well, Gina, it was built up from everything I told him. And Gina goes, I never did anything to him at all. And Shannon was like, he was defending me. And then Gina goes, I'm concerned for you if that's how he defends you. And then Shannon's like, stop with your fucking allegations. And then Gina's like, I don't know any man that would act like that. And I'm like, Gina... I think we do, I think we know that you know a man like that, like, you literally called the cops on your husband who was violent, which, you know, is not that funny, this, you know, potentially is triggering for her, but it's like, you do know men like that, Gina, like, and listen, I make fun of John Jansen being an angry motherfucker underneath, and I do believe some of that's true, but at the same time, I would say the same thing. If I was dating somebody in a relationship with them and they told me the things that they said about the person I was dating, I would be like, fuck that person. We're not hanging out with that person. That person is dead to me. Like you go with your love. You know what I'm saying? Like, so John, I think as scary as that, I don't know what I I just, I didn't, I didn't take it. I just took it as almost silly because John Jansen, his anger doesn't really frighten me. Uh, That's not to say that, Men's anger. Ah, now I'm just talking myself into a hole here. I just thought it was kind of bullshit. I just did. I'm just going to say what I thought. And, um, but I like Shannon trying to stand up for John. Like John was standing up for Shannon, and Gina just won't let it go. Uh, cause Shannon's like, wow. And Gina's like, it is what it is, Shannon. You know, what do you mean, wow, Shannon? You shouldn't let him speak about your friends like that. And then Heather goes, well, Gina did come from an abusive relationship. And Andy says, did you tell people, Shannon, that Gina had an inflated ego? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I I told people they had to put a pin to deflate the ego. And Andy goes, do you know what put a pin in it means? And he says, he goes, it means it take a break from discussing something. And then there's the big pause. And then Shannon goes, well, I learned something today. <laughs> Gina says, I want to clarify the friend thing, Shannon, you know, and Shannon's like, you were laughing at me at the finale party. And we get a flashback of Emily and Gina making fun of Shannon, bringing friends to this party. And Emily's like, Oh my God, are those hired friends? And Shannon goes, that joke was hurtful. And Shannon says to Emily, she goes, Hey, don't walk on eggshells around me. I'm tough. I'm tough. And everyone laughs (laughs) even including Andy And Andy goes, well, it kind of sounds like you aren't tough. And then Shannon goes, well, if you knock me down, I get right back up. And Shannon, just also to clarify, like Andy, that is not, uh, that's resilience. That's not necessarily uh, tough. That's resilience. (laughs) Andy says, you know, what it sounds like Shannon is saying that uh, you guys can't be in the same room with each other or you'll try to be in the same room with each other and that's it. And Gina says... You know, Shannon, if I joke on you and that's a bother on you, I can work on that. And I just love that Gina considers herself a comedian. You know, I'm the funny one. Shannon apologizes for John to Gina. She's like, well, I I know he I know he was not happy with that moment. And he says, Shannon, you'll be happy to know that I'm putting a pin in this. And now we move on to Noella's segment. And Andy's like, she was fighting with everyone in the group. And it was like Noella versus everyone is the segment. And there's a whole clip package of Noella getting into it with Dr. Jen. And then Noella getting into it with Gina. And then Noella getting into it with Emily. And then Noella getting into it with Heather. And we see that one scene out in uh, Cabo on the beach where Noella's like, I'm a bisexual bisexual. Biracial liberal fucking woman that lives in the O.C. So just watch it, and you're just like, you are ho-. like. I'm sorry, man. I just, I I, I mean, listen, I almost kind of want Noella to have a second season to know if I'm right or wrong because I kind of just get the sense that this is who she is and it's not even just a bad year. She's just like this always, but I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and just say roughest year of her life and that's why she acts like a flaming asshole and like just really just oddly snooty i didn't listen i love underdogs and that's not what this was i can tell you that with certainty that is not what this was um shannon goes well there's there's uh there's no shannon that noella got into a fight with she got into a fight with the other girls but no shannon and andy says you know the bad blood between you and dr jen noella was pretty instantaneous Dr. Jen what was your image of Noella you know coming into the season and Dr. Jen goes well she she came off pretentious to me and Noella says well you were throwing gasoline on the fire to to you know you know you were at Heather's party and you were just savaging throwing Nicole under the bus you're a shitster, Dr. Jen Noella says and I'm like what? Like, Dr. Jen, you can call her boring, but I don't know if she's a shitster. Dr. Jen is like, Noella, you make stuff up. You're like a child that makes stuff up. And now I've heard this from a couple different people about Noella. And you got to watch that. It's what I was talking about yesterday. Is like, you got to have people play by some sort of rules. You can't just let people... If we're allowed to say and just make up shit that is not true then we'll never have any, you know, like we need clarity at a certain point. There needs to be right and wrong. I can't have gray, you know? Andy says, well, you were hating Dr. Jen, uh, because she was tagged you. She tagged you in a poorly lit Instagram picture. What's the deal with that pic? Which is just hysterical. Remember, that's what happened. Dr. Jen, I guess, tagged Noella. And, and, you know, Shannon goes, well, Noella told me that people, you know, they get offers to get free treatments done by a med spa. And Noella already had worked on a med spa. So Dr. Jenna tagged her in her, you know, and Heather goes, just untag yourself. And uh, Noella says, "Well, I, I, I never had that happen to me before. I, you know, and I just didn't want to be associated with her business. From what I hear, it's just not good." And, and Heather's like, "Don't talk about other people's business." And Annie says, "Heather, explain your problem with Noella. Why do you hate her?" And Heather's like, "No, no, no, I don't hate Noella." I heard her call me a fake bitch and that I'm a narcissist because I had pictures in my podcasting studio. And Andy goes, well, I have pictures in my studio, but I am a narcissist. And then he goes, everyone here is a narcissist. The cameras are there. We're here. I think it's safe to say we're all narcissists. Noella says, you went out of your way, Heather, to, to make me a liar. And Noella goes, you are a liar and Heather goes the grass is green the sky is blue Noella is a liar and then Noella goes, Don't make me say it, Heather. I don't want to say it. My hands are shaking. My voice is shaking. And everybody's like, Say what? And they're all like screaming. And we go to commercial. We come back and they're like, What is the accusation here? And Noella's like, The Nicole James lawsuit. I was on the other line with Nicole. Remember Nicole James from the first couple episodes of the season before she backed out, you know, the lawsuit with Terry DeBro? And she said, I was on the other line when you called Nicole. and.'" It was. It was a botched surgery that she got a lot of money out of Terry for. And Heather goes, pause on that. You cannot hurdle accusations that you don't understand. Now, I have to explain to you, when you get a settlement from a doctor, it gets reported to the medical board. Everybody knows it. And then Noelle is like, well, but then there are NDAs in place. And no one... Heather's like, no, I'm telling you it's a hundred thousand percent not true. And Andy says, yeah, I would have to assume you wouldn't be trying to get Nicole on the show. And Terry definitely wouldn't want her on the show if that was the case. And Andy also goes, Heather, I know you're wealthy, but don't, uh, you know, and Heather goes, oh, yeah, I mean, I know everybody knows we're wealthy, but don't you think I would remember signing that check? Noella says, well, I'm sorry. I was just... I was listening to my best friend tell me something. And I like when Noelle, Noella really throws around the word best friend a lot. Like Bronwyn was her best friend last year and Nicole was her best friend. But remember like when Nicole was on, Nicole like literally was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> like I don't like you, you know? Like I don't think Nicole was her best friend in any sort of stretch of the match. Imag- I just don't, I don't think that. Um, so uh, Heather says, okay, so you're telling me that I'm, Burying Nicole and strong arming her into not talking about the lawsuit. And, uh, you know, Noelle is like, well, you taught the podcast. You didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. You stopped it on the podcast. And Heather's like, yeah, I don't want to keep talking about it. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep talking about it. We already saw it on the show. And Noella's like, I saw a different side of you that night when you were slamming people against the wall that night. And then we get a flashback to Noella saying, no, I heard it. I didn't see it. Like Noella's still at this reunion has not gotten it straight. Now she's saying that she saw it again. <coughs> and the next session, the next sentence, she says she hears it. And Noella says, I saw you push a cameraman. I saw you rage. And then Noella goes, that's what I heard. And then Heather's like, now you're saying you heard? And I just feel like I'm going crazy. It's like Inception where Noella then says, I I saw it with my own eyes, her going crazy. And Andy says, yeah, that's been established on the show. We saw the camera down moment. Andy says, if the cameras were rolling when she did that, it would have been shown on the show. I'm sorry to you. And then he turns to Heather and I'm sorry to you, but we would have shown it. Um, And Andy says, well, Heather, you did bring it back up in Aspen, which we did see a couple weeks ago. And Heather was like, yeah, because we were asking, we were playing a game at the table. And Andy says, okay, I want to talk about the pornographic card game that Noella gave Heather's daughter at her 17-year-old, the book signing. Why is that a big deal? And Shannon says, Noella did not know what the game said. And Noella said, you know, and I would think if Heather was such a good enough parent, she would have had her her daughter not opening up in front of her Catholic friends. And you know, Heather's like, don't you dare bring up parenting around me. Noella says, you're treating me like a sexual predator. What are you putting out into the universe? It, you know, and Heather's like, uh, Shannon, sorry, Noella's like, it's not pornography. And Heather's like, Miriam Webster would beg to differ. And he says, Emily and Noella. Well, I do want to say that too, is that it is, you know, Heather does, like, kind of mention, like, you seem like you have such a problem with the word pornography being said. But it's, like, it is weird. Like, you know, we just found out in part one that her handsome new boyfriend uh, bought her a sex toy company. So it's, like, Noella is involved in pornography. There, uh, There's not a judgment on her. But, you know, she does skew that way I mean she had a fucking flapjack pancake vagina thing like you know she's into that kind of stuff like so it wouldn't be so far out of left field if she did buy a pornographic game and by the way that still doesn't mean it's completely wrong it's just wrong for kids you know so Annie moves on to Emily and Noella and and you know like why did you get mad at Noella and Emily's like well I was just trying to listen to Dr. Jen that day because Dr. Jen had just separated from Ryan And Noella kept bringing up her divorce at the table. And Noella says, well, I mean, you're making it seem like Dr. Jen was weeping in the corner. And Dr. Jen was like, I actually was weeping in the corner. And that's when I wrote, I hate Noella. (laughs) And he goes, Shiloh from Sparks Nevada says... Gina and Noella, what would it take to repair things? And Gina gets Gina goes, slow and steady, you know. The first time we hung out was, you know, the first day she got divorced. For me, it was a bit too much, and I took a step back to protect myself. And Noella says, you know, I look back and I cringe at that, you know. Like, I who was that? You know, and I know she says that, but she still comes off as a douche right now in these reunions. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, as Tink says if you don't cringe at yourself a year ago, then you're not growing. <laughs> um, Noella goes, just to have to relive it, to have your life fall apart, and you don't know if you're making the right decisions. And, and uh, you know, she goes, and you girls, you were instantly a sisterhood for me. You know, and that's genuine. You know, I would, I just, I'll always appreciate you for that. I miss you girls, Noella says. And listen, if I, you know, the words itself, they mean something but it just comes from her so it automatically reads fake to me and he says Noella, if you could start the season all over again what would you do differently and she goes well i probably wouldn't have done the show and he goes well would you still be married and she goes i probably wouldn't have put this all out there so you know i think that's interesting you know but isn't that interesting too of just how life you know for every action there is a reaction you know and and these things it is weird like obviously she'd been trying to get on the show for years now but it's just so weird when you when we get the things that we think we want and then they just don't come true you know like we, we you know what i'm saying like it doesn't always just remember that like i know that i hate making big big grand statements off of a real housewives of orange county reunion episode but you know the things that we think that we want remember when you get them they sometimes don't turn out what they were, what you thought they would be like. And and sometimes they can harm other aspects of your life. So the early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town to the Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Um they come back from commercial and he's like, welcome back. I'm Andy Cohen, Heather. You took Emily and Jen out to a sauna and Emily busts out a turkey sandwich, which by the way, to this day, I do think that's an iconic moment. Um, <clears throat> what part of detoxing <clears throat> does Emily not understand? And Heather says, you know, it's kind of like eating on the toilet. And then of course we have a flashback of Emily from an earlier season eating on a toilet. <laughs> You know, that's what I'm telling you is magic in these shows when people don't mind looking silly, you know, but they're not doing it for laughs. Like, I truly believe Emily wanted that turkey sandwich in the sauna, you know? Like, I truly believe Emily has eaten on a few toilets in her days. Who hasn't? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like when people do that. You don't want to act like your best self. You want to act like yourself. So I appreciate those moments, and that's why I think the words like, iconic gets thrown around, because it really is iconic. It's iconic to actually be like yourself. It takes guts, you know? And I'm sure that wasn't deep thought for Emily, I'm sure she was just like, ah, I really just genuinely like turkey sandwiches. But for me, it reads that way because if not, you have people like Noella who I think put on an act or Bronwyn or those type of housewives that don't truly have the courage to be themselves and they're four different people, you know? Um, Andy asks, Dr. Jen, you're a surgeon. Who's had the best work here? And Dr. Jen goes, probably Shannon. And then Shannon does a big reveal and goes, I, uh, I... I got a facelift five weeks ago and Andy's like, what? Oh my God. You pulled a Vicky. Cause Vicky Gunvalson, I've talked about this many times in the show, did a facelift and we have a clip of Vicky showing Andy, her facelift scars. And he's like, no, I don't want to see him. Vicky. Um, and Shannon goes, the surgeon called John Jansen at, at, you know, and said, I never had to cut more out of my, he said, I never had to cut more of a, more fat out of a neck in my whole career. <laughs> I love the thought that Shannon's neck fat was this guy's, like, high watermark in surgery. And I love that he told John Jansen, like, Mr. Jansen, it's uh, Dr. Robbie. I uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, I just cut a sea of fat. Out. The most fat I've ever cut out of a neck in my life was your Shannon Bador And he's like, damn it. That's amazing, Doc. I'm John Jansen. Um... Andy goes, Well, Heather, you pull your hair into a high pony, and you say that's you do that so you don't need a facelift. What do you do? She's like, Botox, maintenance things, you know, whatever makes you happy and confident, I support. Gina says, Oh, I do a lot of cool sculpting. Uh, Dr. Jen says she does Botox and a lot of crap, and uh, then we get onto a Shannon Bedore segment, and he goes, Shannon Stores Bedore is redefining what it means to be smooth sailing, and then we get a clip package of all these Shannon clips, and we see her going to her Eastern medicine doctor with her daughter, and the uh, the doctor's like, oh, there's anger here in the liver, and it's a horrible accent I just said, and... uh. She says, is, is your mommy... God, is your mommy making you angry? And Shannon goes, no, not mommy, not mommy. Which then leads me to believe, of course, they're talking about David Bedore, the father. And I got to tell you guys, like, we don't really... We know Shannon has the girls full time. Shannon says she pays for all of the girls. I uh, I know this is going to be a shock to a lot of you guys, but I think David Bedore might be a huge asshole. You know, like, he sounds like he might, like, just have abandoned his kids in some way it it reads like that i don't know if that is true or not but it doesn't it feel like that from what shannon's always like how how it's mentioned this is weird so shannon also says well you know i don't want to be alone i'm I'm very happy with john but we'll both be empty nesters in the next two years but my life is everything I, i i ever wanted And we also got brought up that Shannon in a clip says, me and John, we've never experienced this level of intimacy with other people. And we see a box of Shannon watching the clip and she's like, Oh no. Oh, John wasn't happy with that. John. what? I love that John watching the show. He said, we talked about our sex life. I'm John Jansen. I talked about how I love to, (laughs) I love love to shadow box those big old knockers of yours, Shannon. I'm John Jansen. Um, And then we see them like being all flirty at the quiet woman. I got to tell you, man, I really think I do like them as a couple. Like, you know, it's not me. It's not any of us, but it's, you know, it's their own thing. I like that. Like they, that scene at the quiet woman, they showed, they're like genuinely laughing with each other. And it's like, Oh, that's nice. Like two people that are actually laughing with each other. That seem like they enjoy each other's company. And you're like, you know, it can just be that simple. Relationships can just be that simple, you know, or it's nice to think they can. And he says, Shannon, after everything you've been through, you're embracing life as a single mom and a businesswoman. What advice would you give yourself to yourself joining the show so long ago? And she's like, well, that you can have a a life on your own. You know, I thought I was trapped. you know, I thought I just had to put a smile on my face and continue. And Heather says, you are so more, you are so much more confident now, Shannon. I'm so proud of you. And then she goes, "You're doing amazing, sweetie. And Andy says, you and David, went really you really went through it in the marriage and after uh what is that relationship like and Shannon goes well now it's non-existent uh it's never changed and you know I was just like wow Heather says you know it's so weird in a small town you just don't run into people because they said that they don't run into each other uh Heather says yeah this is a small town for being so big you just don't run into people though Sophie, we find out Shannon's uh, daughter, her new boyfriend in Texas, has given her everything that she didn't have growing up. It's supposedly a very loving relationship, Um, and Shannon's very happy about that, and she hopes her other daughters can experience something like that, too. And Andy goes, well, you seem to have found a great man in John Jansen, but he doesn't want to talk about marriage. How does that feel? And Shannon goes, no, we do talk about that, but we're not in a rush. You know, we have kids still at home, but, you know, we definitely want to, and we cut to this scene of Terry asking all the guys when they're going to get married and Travis is like well I'll probably get married before John Jansen and Shannon me and Gina um and uh you know Gina's like oh I like that he said that you know um and you know Gina of course they're not in any rush to get married because they have to pay for six kids to go to college and he says uh Shannon, you also said you have next level sex with uh, John Jansen. What's the secret, girl? And she's like, "Well, when you're happy, you know, when you're with someone, you just get very, you get wet." <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's just don't. I'm so sorry. Give me, forgive me. Uh, yeah, you just drop those panties. He, John Jansen's a panty dropper. I just can't. Um, she's like, you know, with with my last partner, it, the sex life was non-existent. So this is just so different. Like it's just so sad because it just remember those scenes with David Bador that Shannon had to like down a bottle of vodka because they went to a hotel and she was gonna have sex and she was like, My boobs hang to my knees. And I was just like, This is so dark. And it really scared me for relationships in general. Like I rem I remember being married at the time and like just being frightened by that scene. Um they, Andy asks, you know, I know you aren't into threesomes, you and John, but who would be your celebrity hall pass? And Shannon's like, I don't have one. I like to be monog- monogamous. Emily goes, mine would be the Jacks from Sons of Anarchy, that Charlie Hunnam actor who, uh, you know, is a really good looking guy. And Noelle goes, my boyfriend looks like him. And everybody, I think, universally said no. No, Noella, he he doesn't at all. They actually were very kind on the show and used a picture that you could be like, ah, but the first picture that we see last week of him, it's like not even, we're not even in the same weight class, you know? Uh, Noella says her hall pass would be Janet Jackson. Um, Heather says, I don't have one. Dr. Jen says, Sean Pinn, which I thought is interesting. And Gina goes, Jimmy Fallon! Which, of course, <laughs> I would love if he was, like, was like, James Corden! Ellen DeGeneres! In a new scene, we come back from commercial and uh, <laughs> Andy goes, much like his shirt, Much like Ryan's shirt, something in Dr. Jen's marriage was missing. And we get a Dr. Jen clip package. And, you know, it's like, I make people pretty for a living. And Gina calls her the full package. Uh, We see Mr. Puppers. And we have that scene where they're in an argument. And Ryan's paying more attention to Mr. Puppers than Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jen's like, could you put the dog in the house? And he's like, no, we're done here. We're done. We're done. No, I would like to. We're done here. And we have that scene where they all went over and, and, and Dr. Jen got wasted at the DeBros around DeBros friends. And then they left and Terry was like, they're a mess. And all the rich people laughed at them. Um, and he goes, okay, for once in all, how do you pronounce Ryan's name? And Dr. Jen goes, it's Ryan. You know, you know that's what he wants to be called, but I call him Ryan. Which I also think is like, listen. Ryan is just annoying to say. It is. We're all just going to be honest. It's ridiculous, and there's a lot of ridiculous things about people that uh, are in their 30s and 40s that change their name ever so slightly. It's just, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just just be honest. Let's be honest. It's weird. We can be honest about certain things. It's weird. Ryan, it's weird. I would, if I did, if I, with a straight face, said to my mom and dad this week, uh, it was my birthday, and I guess my big birthday wish is I wanted to, change my name up just a little bit, just enough to confuse you. Would you be, would you guys be cool with that? And my dad would be like, yeah, bud, whatever you want, you know, but my mom would be like, did we do something? What's going on? You know, it's just weird. But what's even more weird, I think is Dr. Jen refuses to call him Ryan. So it's like, it shows almost their, the the faultiness of their relationship and the fact that he obviously wants to do this and she won't respect it like did anybody catch that i'm just like well i still call him ryan and i'm like he doesn't want that dr jen my god is your brain as thick as your leg it's a cement joke um so uh, they asked, does, does Ryan actually make money? And how does he feel about you making uh, a lot of the money? And I guess he does. He rents out Hawaiian hideaways to big celebrities. And uh, she's like, I am the biggest breadwinner. But, you know, over the years, it's starting to equal out more. But she said, watching the show, you can just see we're in two different worlds. Uh, Andy says, well, there are some couples that credit the show for healing their relationship. And Andy goes, but he clearly doesn't like being on the show. And Doctor Zen says, "Yeah, he said he just doesn't. He doesn't like to open up in that way, and he doesn't want to not be successful on camera." And Heather goes, "Yeah, I spoke to Ryan on the phone before the show about a rental, and he was just so personable and outgoing. And in front of the cameras, he's just a completely different person. He's very shy and introverted. The cameras just were a lot for him, and." Emily goes, you know, with Shane, it took a while, uh, it took a while, you know, he didn't want to talk about a lot of things at first. And I was like, wow, how far has Shane come just seven episodes ago? He told any Emily, he wanted to do anal with her on camera. Like, my God, like that's quite, you know, for somebody that's shy to go and like, I want to put it in your butt. That's, uh, you know, hats off Shane, like uh, sincerely good job. Um, somebody writes to Andy, it seems like he loves Mr. Puppers, the dog, more than you. Um, And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, I brought that up on camera. Like, just try to treat me like the dog. If you can treat me at least as well as the dog, we're great. Um, They say at Max's book party, Dr. Jen said it was love at first sight with Ryan. Um, And uh, Heather says, Well, no, yeah. Doctor Jen said it was love at first sight, and Ryan said he was still coming around to her. And Heather goes, "Yeah, that didn't bother me. That's a joke I make with Terry. That Terry instantly fell in love, and I'm still coming around with Terry. And I agree. There, you know, couples do have their little pitter patter bits where they always bust out the like, you know, we're a comedy duo. You know, Doctor Jen says it's true. I haven't had super smooth relationships in the past, um, and that's why you know I want Ryan to be different." And she's like, it really truly was love at first sight of that breakfast buffet, which I'm like, the only thing I'm in love at first sight of the breakfast buffet is that buffet. You know what I'm talking about? You see all the different eggs and the sausages and the bacons and just all the just it's just fun. I don't know how you can make googly eyes at anybody when you've got a beautiful breakfast buffet in front of you, you know? And Gina says, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Your dad passed away and Ryan, he was fun. He was light. He was like Diet Coke. Okay, okay, Gina. Uh, Dr. Jen says, you know, but we've made a real life. We have three kids, do business, two businesses, you know, and it came to a head. Uh, It came to a head this year and he moved out for a little while and it really did help create peace in the house. It was helpful. And Emily says, well, I have a good feeling that this will work out. And I'm like, wait, I, what is giving you that good feeling, Emily? Like, I mean, sure. Why not? Like, I believe heaven exists, you know, like I, I okay. Dr. Zen says, I feel helpful. You know, I feel hopeful. Sorry. I feel hopeful. You know, I'm hoping for some peace and some laughter and I, I want to be in this again. So, and, uh, Then they're like, uh, Andy's like, let's talk about Aspen and that bear prank epic fail. You know, they all, uh, Shannon and Emily dressed like bears. It was dumb at the Aspen trip. Uh, Noella goes, well, I screamed. I thought it was scary. And they have footage of them getting ready in the pantry. Heather says, well, things got a little tense between you and Noella. Uh, Heather, things got a little, and he says, Heather, things got a little tense between you and Noella. Uh, She wanted the room, the good room, because her dad did, dad died. And Noella says, you know, I was coming off of a month of these ladies not responding to texts for me. And Heather goes, well, maybe because you were lying to everyone, Noella. And, uh, you know, Noella goes you are so controlling, Heather, of the friend group that no one will be nice to me. And Heather's like, oh yeah, Noella, it's all me. We've established that. And then Daddy Andy screams and goes, all right! Andy loves a good scream. And Andy says, okay, I'm saying something. And Heather goes, no, me too. Let me me go first. Heather says... After the cameras went down in Aspen, after they finished filming, she says, Noella came up to me and was like, hey, can we start over? And Heather's like, I was dumbfounded by that. Noella says, well, you said that karma thing. It was like kicking me when I was down. And I do want to once again point out, like Andy did, Noella started the karma thing by bringing up Heather's karma. Heather just finished that conversation. You can't be offended about something that you meant to be snarky with in the first place. Um So, yeah, Heather's like, I didn't say the karma thing out of the blue. You started it. And she's like, yeah, but then everybody ganged up on everybody was screaming at me that I was a liar. And Gina goes, because you're lying, Noella, you're lying. And Heather says, I feel horrible about what you're going through. I I have. And Noella's like, well, why why, was nobody defending me? And Shannon goes, I just want to say... I I understand where everyone is coming from Noella pulled me aside after the bear scare and and it just hit me I said you know it hit me her her dad had been dead for less than a week and Noella goes four days which also is like yo Noella maybe you shouldn't have gone on the trip like we would miss out on you screening by a river but like you know and she's like Shannon's like yeah less than a week less than a week um and Shannon goes I know what it's like when you sit down at a table and everyone jumps at you and Gina says, you know, uh, you know, oh, sorry. Shannon goes, yeah, Gina just said that, you know, it happens. This is a death. And he says, your dad was a famous weatherman, Noella. He was a, he was a big deal. And Noella's like, yeah, I carried an Olympic torch. He won Emmys. His career took off right when I was born, Noella says. Uh, My mom wanted to start her law practice in uh, Palm Springs, so he moved, and we would see each other occasionally, but it wasn't until I signed with the elite modeling agency, and I would mail him my report cards, and, you know, the report cards, they would come back unopened, and, you know, but the elite stuff interested him, and uh, Emily's like, yeah, sometimes dads aren't great until, unless you do what they do, which is why Noella says she started playing golf, because that was in his wheelhouse, you know? Or you know if they would talk about the industry, those would be great conversations with her dad. And she says the first week of filming, I wrote him about this experience, and he gave me advice about being black in the industry and carrying the mantle. And he was really proud of me. Which, listen, you got those are moments that probably mean a huge deal that we we all hope to have with family if they are no longer with us or memories to look back on, you know? And Dr. Jen says, well, despite our differences, Noella, my heart broke for you. My cement leg broke for you with the news of your father. You know, I just want to hug. I just wanted to hug and protect you. And Noella's like, you were amazing. Dr. Jen, the flowers were gorgeous. And I, I, I love that your relationship with your father who's deceased made you want to become a doctor. And we find out that Dr. Jen took the MCATs the day after her father died. Oh, man. And then Andy goes, well, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the song at the finale, the I Do Whatever I Want song by Richard Marks. What did Richard Marks think when he heard the song? And Heather goes, he loved it. And I'm so excited he let us use it. And Gina goes, at first I was so embarrassed. And like, fuck you, Gina. Remember when Gina was like, I don't know Richard Mox. Is he my dad's music? Gina, shut up. You're working my last nerve. Um, And Emily goes, you know, it was cheesy, but I think we own the cheesiness. And I love Emily's take on that. And he goes, Noella, you dressed as Jimi Hendrix, but I thought you were Prince. You looked so much like Prince. And and then Andy goes. We'll be rack. We'll be right back to wrap things up. And then we come back from break, our last break of the season. And Emily, uh, so Emily. Oh yeah. So now Andy wants everybody to go around and say something nice about somebody else, which is a very OC thing. They ha- played a lot of games at tables and a lot of you know starter conversations. It seems to be popular with this group. Uh, Emily starts with the uh, nice things And she says to Heather It's been great getting to know you Heather uh, you really took the time to get to know me and my husband and my children, and it was so nice to have somebody take a true interest. Heather thanks everyone for welcoming her back, and she said she, the scenes that she was able to film with her kids were just such a memorable experience that it made everything else worth it. And Noella, if we are to meet again, I would hope you can get to know the real me, and I would you would let me get to know the real you. Uh, Noella to Jen says, you know, this is a sisterhood, but we were just the sisters that fought the most and then she goes ha ha, it's an awkward laugh I'm just oh, it's just constant pain with noella and uh she goes to Dr. Jenkins because the hardships in your life you know, and you just you you have so many hardships and you just never you were just so strong. You're so strong and in control. And Dr. Jen goes, Noella, if drama was a drug, you would be a pharmacy. (laughs) That was such a great line. Shannon says to Gina, Gina, I'm very proud of you. Fun Shannon is very proud of you. From the girl I met four years ago to the girl you are today, you know, to withstand your previous marriage and, and have your lovely boyfriend. And then she goes, and you keep such a clean and orderly house. For six children's, it's admirable, which I just thought was so funny, the clean and orderly house. It almost feels like I ran out of things to say. Well, you keep things clean. And then Shannon goes, and I'm so excited about your business venture. And then Gina goes, oh, I'm going to send it right back to you. You're an incredibly resilient woman who's been through a hell of a lot as a woman, and you had to redesign your life. And I've met, you know, this is a compliment. I've never met someone who could actually push my buttons. And uh, Heather says, uh, I'd also like to say, Emily, you're a great mom. And Dr. Jen uh, says, Emily, you're very articulate. I don't that came out of left field. And then Andy goes, well, another season. Farewell to Sweet 16, season 16 with a champagne pineapple toast. Noella's like, mmm. And and Andy's like, Heather, do the toast. And she goes, stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet. Cheers. We did it, folks. We made it through. An entire season of OC Recaps. You guys, this is our second season of OC Recaps together. What did you get me? What do I what did, come on? What this is a huge moment for us. Uh, we did it, folks. Remember, we will be recapping the entire season of Beverly Hills, which is very exciting and coming up. So get prepared. I am mentally preparing. So because it's going to be long nights with those folks, we're going to go. We're going to rock it till the break of dawn. You know what I'm saying? But you guys, what this means is that my weekend can start, even though I do have to podcast a lot this weekend. But it's, diff- you know, I don't have to release um, shows. Uh, and I hope you guys have the best fucking weekend ever. It's a beautiful day. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. I hope you get to eat something good, drink something great, hang out with your friends, dance with somebody, kiss somebody, spend some time alone, spend some time with your kids, call somebody you haven't talked to in a while, listen to something great, watch something cool, read something cool, shut your eyes and do nothing. All of that, amazing. I hope you get to do some of that at least. And just remember, uh, when all else fails, think about that you changed my life, that you gave me a purpose, and I really appreciate that. We can laugh and we can be snarky and we can be silly together. And uh, I look forward to every one of these. And thank you for always being there for me. Uh, we will talk to you on Monday bright and early. Bye, guys. Betches.